Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We're going to wait just a few more minutes, and then we'll get started. Thank you. You can turn your Bibles in the meantime to John um, 14. John 14, let the, let not your heart be troubled. Just a few more people, a few more minutes, and we'll go ahead anyway. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. 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 Hmm. We thank you, God. Hallelujah. We thank you, God. Lord, we know that at times like that, we need a Savior. God, we thank you because we know tomorrow is not promised. But we tell you thank you anyway, God. We thank you, God, you could have taken us out. And we could have been like any other millions of people that have died around the world. But because the hand of you was on us, God, we thank you. We praise you. We adore you. We magnify you. And we stand in awe of who you are and who you are. We thank you, God, for a millions of people, God, but you saved us. You filled us. You're washing us. And because of that, God, we tell you thank you. God, help us to build a closer walk with you. Help us, God, like never before. God, we thank you and we praise you. We adore you. We magnify you, God. Because you realize it's not in the numbers, but it's in the faithfulness. It's the faithfulness of God that he requires in us. So, God, tonight, hide us. Hide us behind the cross. Hide us in a way that we can feel your power and your infinite mercy. Hide us in a place that, God, that no matter what's happening around us, let not our hearts, let not the saints' hearts be troubled. 
because you reminded us, if you believe in me, believe in my Father, God like never before. We praise you. We adore you. We magnify you. And God, most of all, God save our children. Save them, God, save them. God, we don't want our children and our grandchildren and our extended family to be lost, God. God, if it has to do it at the last minute, God, please, you promised that you said, for me and my household. So save our household. Save our children. Save our grandchildren, God. In the name of the turmoil in the lives of the people today. In this nation especially, God. God, save our children, our extended family. Our teachers, our preachers, God. Save us and fill us and wash us and hold us in the palm of your hand, God. That we can walk closer than ever before. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. And amen. I've been praying this last week as I usually do. And um, God has been dealing with me again about people that they're worried and they're confused and uh, they're losing their homes, they're losing their family members. And those that are not saved, a lot of them are really outwardly worried. You know, they'll run into you by mistake and be mad and want to fight her. But those are spirits that are sent out by the enemy to destroy our minds. Uh, this nation and other nations now are uh, fighting uh, against each other, their own people, simply because the color of their skin. But we know that's God, not God, but we know it's the enemy. In the name of Jesus. So tonight, he, God told me to go back into the book of John, 14th chapter. The 14th chapter, he says, let not your heart be troubled. And sometimes that's one of the hardest things to do, um, is to not worry. Um, because the enemy will get even in your dreams while you're sleeping and you you start thinking about troubles or you start thinking about bills or you think about this one died or this one got lost or this one got killed. But if the Father himself spoke through John, um, let not your heart be troubled. He knew that this day would happen. He knew this season would happen. He knew um, that all this chaos would happen, okay, over thousands of year, years before. But he was warning us as a people. He was warning us as a nation. He was warning us as a human being that there would be trials and situations in our lives. Even Jesus cried. Scripture says this. And 
he, Jesus, wept. Which means Jesus cried himself. Um, probably because of the burdens that he was going to carry to the cross. The burdens that he had to carry because the Jews, who he was a Jew, did not like him. Um, they felt threatened by them. You know. And sometimes, even today, that people may not like us because um, they feel threatened by them. And we can't say sometimes, I don't care what people say, I don't care what people do. But the love of Christ in us ought to make us um, care um, because you don't want to hurt people knowingly, unknowingly. Um, and stuff like that. So again, Father, protect me and give me the words to say. And not just the words, God, but anoint me. Anoint me that somebody might receive your word in the depths of, of our souls. and That we perceive not with the physical body, but we perceive in the realm of the spirit. We perceive in the Holy Ghost. God, give us the keys to walk into the door of understanding. Give us the keys to know that you're God. Give us the keys to understand and rightly divide the word of truth. Give us the keys so that we will never be the same again. Because every time we go in the Word of God and come out, we ought to come out with a better understanding. We ought to come out with a new love for God. We ought to come out to knowing that we've been with God in a place, and in a place that nobody can touch, change, or challenge your relationship with Christ. The Bible says, and we know. Book of Romans, he says, and we know that all things work together for the good of those that love him, of those that love him, and those that are called to his purpose. So when we are called to his purpose, we have to understand that the enemy is there trying to stop you and block your destiny. Um, he's there to stop you and block you from receiving the word of God. He will stop you or try to stop you and block you for what God has ordained for you. Because he told, it, he told to Jeremiah, he said, Jeremiah chapter 1, he says, I knew you. Um, before you were formed, and I knew you, um, and I have a plan for you. So it is our destiny to fulfill God's desires in us. Uh, it says that I knew you from before you were, you were born. I knew you when you were in the bosom of God, and I yet have a plan for you. So. We walk now in that place of the book of John 14th chapter. And uh, this is the King James Version tonight. 
And uh, he says this, let not your heart be troubled. I'm doing purposely tonight. I need you to get thought. John 14, um, 14th chapter, and we're just starting at the first verse. Let not your heart be troubled. Let's sink that word in. Let not your heart be the be troubled. This was thousands of years ago, but yet now it is prevalent today that in our cases around the universe, the world rather, that people are walking in trouble. People are worried about the bills. They're worried about their car payments. They're worried about uh, that somebody that's passing away. Um, we're worried because we don't know, because as human beings, we want to plan out our lives. We want to be, we want to be married at uh, 18. We want to be um, rich by the time we get 35 or 40. We want to have grandchildren by such a time. Because people, humans, beings tend to want to um, plan out their lives. But our land is not planned out. We move and we we breathe uh, and focus on the plan of God. So that when we give our lives to Christ, we're no longer our own, but we are walking in the things of God. So he says again um, um, to John, he says, let not your heart be troubled. Don't let your heart be troubled. First of all, the word always acknowledged that whatever we see in the natural, we parallel to the spiritual. Okay. Well, the natural says, let not your heart, the heart. Let's look at the physical heart. Um, I worked in the hospital, and the heart is a physical organ, and it pumps blood throughout the body. It pumps red blood, okay, in. And as it circulates around, the blood changes into a darker, uh, dark blue color, okay? So there's arterial blood, red blood, and there's a blue blood that goes back to the body to recirculate through the entire body. Now, now, the spiritual heart is the heart um, that talks about your emotions, your feelings, your love, your hate, your disdain, uh, your understanding. So that is your, that is that heart. So there's a spiritual heart that we have tried to trust, we have to trust in God as compared to the natural heart. So he says, let not your heart be trouble. 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 The Bible talks about three things in the book of John about trouble. One of the things he talks about 
is um, troubled waters. Sometimes we have troubled waters um, in the natural, let's say, let's say we're going through a storm and we're in a boat. So we're going through that kind of spiritual or physical trouble, or now we're talking about the spiritual trouble, whether, again, whether we're having troubles in our bills or troubles in our family or troubles because somebody died or you uh, passed away or troubles, um, physical things. So he's talking about the physical part of you as well as the spiritual part of you. He says, let not your heart be troubled. He says, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God. Now, so he says, and note, you says you believe in God. But believe also in me. Break that down. What he's talking about is, remember, the Bible talks about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Okay. The Father who created the universe. The Father that spewed the world into existence. The Father that ordained everything to happen. The same Father that said in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was out form. Let there be light, for it was the evening of the morning of the first day. So now, we're working on John 14 and 1. Okay. So, let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, he says, Believe also in me. Okay. Even though there's three, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. There are three in one. So if you believe in me, okay, don't be troubled. Don't be upset. In fact, we're going to call this particular um, thought for today, don't panic. Don't panic. Don't panic. Don't panic in opposition. Don't panic because everything around you looks like it's not going to work out. It looks like everything's going down except the Word of God. It, that's what it does. It looks like. Because the Word said, it says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but not my Word. Let not your heart be uh, be troubled. He says, for if ye believe in God, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, believe also in me. In other words, church, he's saying, don't panic. Don't get confused. Um, I, 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 I know what I'm doing. I'm large and in charge. Certainly if I can speak the universe, I can take care of you. Certainly if um, I can uh, go through all these generations and Jesus was created, I can take care of you. Surely I can spew the stars in the skies, so therefore surely I can take care of you. Don't panic. Trust in the Lord. 
He says, believe also. That means as well as. Believe also in me. Amen. John 14 and 2 says this. In my father's house are many mansions. And if we were not so, if it were not so, I would have told you. My God. So go, I go to prepare a place for you. So, God again assuring us that I've already prepared a way. I've already a way uh, prepared a way of escape. I've already prepared everything that you have desired to do of me. I have already, okay, past tense, it's already done. It's already said. It's already claimed. It's already manifested itself. It may not be here in the biological see that we can see it, but because if God said it has already prepared the way it is so. The word amen means I agree. When you look up in the Bible dictionary, the word amen, it means and I agree. Let's read that again. It says that uh, in my father's house, there are many mansions. And if it were not so, I would have not told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Okay. And that word prepare, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, says M-O-N-A, to abide, abiding place. So he is preparing a place for us. To abide in, abide in, in the natural. And most of all, he's putting a place for us to abide in the spirit realm. When we learn to abide in that place in the spirit realm, that's when we don't have, we have to realize that God has already ordained it. It is already finished. It is already done. So where we see today, God has already spoken and saw our tomorrow. So we have to move in the spirit of God to recognize that whatever God has already preordained, God, he has already spoken. He wants to teach us to abide, to live in. Okay. Not just, but to live in. In, get inside of, in, abide in God, move in God, pray in God, fast in God. He wants us to abide or to live in. It's like having an apartment and you want to decide you're going to move from one apartment to the other apartment. 
So you give your 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 your, your notice and you get your last notice and you figure, well, this last month I don't have to pay rent. Why? Because I'm moving and I'm taking up residence in another place. Well, that's what God's talking about, that we have to learn to abide in, move in, grow in, stay in him, in him no matter what. That's why he constantly says, let not your heart be troubled. Why? Because he realizes human beings, as human, homo sapiens, that we will be trouble, in trouble. We will think trouble. In fact, there was one of the games that I used to play all the time with my brother growing up. It's called um, Let's Play Trouble. So, yes, we will be troubled. You can say, I'm not troubled, I'm not worried. And, yes, sometimes you won't worry during the day. But when you go to sleep and your subconscious kicks into place and then we begin to realize and dream about troubles and get worried because why why because we have not abided in we have not moved into the realm of the spirit that we will recognize that we must abide move and live in breathe in him and say father i'm not gonna get worried i'm not gonna panic i'm not gonna panic i'm not gonna be moved by the circumstances but i'm gonna be moved by the word of god Sometimes you have to close your mouth, close your eyes, and just say, I'm not going to be moved by the word of God. I know what I see when I open my eyes. I see destruction. I see death. I see everything going around me badly. But when I close my eyes and I see, I see, I see, I see, but yet I don't see. But I trust and I move not by my feelings, but I moved only by the word of God. And when I do that, then I learn to move into I want you to take your fingers and say, I'm going to move into the realm of the spirit so that I not, I will not be moved and worried and be troubled by the things of this world. He says, and you know, he's not going to put us in the ghetto. He says, does, we could have a mansion. Can you imagine us having our own little mansion? Like some of us like pink, so we might have everything all decorated in pink. Some people like other colors, royal purple colors. So God is already foreknowing and predestined that when we give our lives to Christ, we're going to have our own special abiding place decorated, designed by God just for you. Many mansions. When we learn to abide in the realm of the spirit, the mansion. And if we, if it were not so, I would have told you. So here, God in a way says, I'm not lying. Because if I didn't say it, if it wasn't so, I wouldn't have told you. He's, God is not a man. He does not, he does not, he does not lie. Okay. Okay. And I would have told you that I go to prepare a place. I go to a place, uh, and prepare it for you. 
Greek word, tumos, a place of habitation, a city. Okay, so he's going away to prepare a place for us. That's what he says. Naturally, it's like moving, like I say, from one state to another state, one county to another county, one apartment to another part. He says, I'm going and I'm preparing a place for you. In other words, no matter what's going in our life, he has said to us that he will pro provide for us and he will prepare a place for us. That comes in the word of favor. Favor is not fair, but favor is just favor. When sometimes we don't know when things happen really good and you say, oh, I know that's God. You know why? Because he has already and preordained that he has already made a way of escape. He's made a way for your desires, your dreams. So he says, I am going away to pre prepare a place for you. Amen. It says, I'm going away. Um, it says, and I will come again and receive you. So he says, now, not that I'm going away to prepare a place. He said, but I'm coming back to receive you. That's a happy dance right there. God's saying, I am coming back to receive you. Once I've already prepared all the places. In every door, I've come and I move by your by the power of God, my Father in me, Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. After I've done all these things, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. He says, and I will come again and receive you. I'm coming back to receive you. Okay, that Christ, since Christ is in heaven, that is. In other words, he has already, he's in heaven, he's done his job, he's got on the cross, he's died, he rose on the third day, and he said to his, um, his apostles in um, the book of Acts, he says that I have to go away. Because there's a comforter coming. I'm preparing a way for you so that the comforter is coming. The comforter will be there uh, in the time of need. The comforter is there when you're going through. The comforter is there no matter what's going on. Let not your heart be troubled. Don't panic. Don't panic. And I'm speaking to my own self. Glenda, don't panic. Dolores, don't panic. Shirley, don't panic. Whoever's on the line, don't panic. He says, I will never leave you or forsake you even until the ends of the world. So don't panic. No worry about covert 19. We're covered under the blood. We're covered under the blood. And the only way we don't leave here is if we leave here, it's only because it's already God's decision for us to die. We are king's kids. 
We are a royal priesthood. We are a holy nation that sit upon a hill. It is ordained for us to be in this place, in this time, in this season. For he said unto us in the book of Esther, who knows? This is the question mark. Who knows whether or not we are called to the kingdom for such a time as this? And well, you know what? We're in it. And we're not just in it to complain. We're not just to in it to suffer, in it to, to worry, or it's, it's in it to cry, but in it to win it. We're in this this challenge, a part of our life now, to win and to uh, take things uh, for this season of life to get to the next level. That we're going to grow. We're going to grow daily. We're, and Paul talks about that we die daily. You know how we die lately? We die because we don't go move by how we feel, but we have to die and follow him. Okay. So we're all going through situations. We're going through challenges. Um, I think about a month or two ago, um, because my daughter has all the have the call center and she lets us know who's on the line and who's not on the line. And we've been blessed that we can uh, minister to people around the world. Um, there's people from England and Ireland, France, Africa, Jamaica, um, Russia, um, all these places. Now, God has allowed us in this time and this season, even in us sitting in my home, that we can carry the word of God. It's not about a big I or a little you, but it's about Spewing out the word of God, spewing out the anointing to touch hearts, the spewing out the word of God that worlds and lives and situations can be changed. Because, ladies and gentlemen, there are people right now that are uh, uh, that are contemplating um, suicide. Um, um, people are killing other people for no reason. Um, we are walking in what the Bible says. We are in perilous times perilous times who would know that one germ one plague that we're going through in our lifetime has touched the entire world but you know what even when you go back to the book of Exodus that when the children of Israel was backed up against the wall and all they could see was the sea and the enemy was coming to them. Okay? But God separated the waters from the waters. Just like it said in the beginning. He spoke the thing to happen. And we've got to trust and believe that what God's word said, it is truth. It is not a manipulated truth. It is not a manufactured truth. It is not a truth. Well, today we'll say yes and do say no. But the Holy Ghost is the truth all by itself. Let not your heart be troubled. Whatever you do, don't panic. Whatever you do, don't move. Whatever you do, don't give up. 
Well, no matter what you're going through, don't do it. Don't push that button. Don't take. Don't do those things. Trust in the Lord. If you believe in God, then you believe in me. Don't panic. Don't give up. Because God is in control of our lives. He says, to receive you unto myself. In other words, I'm coming back. Okay. He says, that where I am, there you may, that word, may be also. So that where I'm going and what I'm doing, when I come back, you may get there also. Like Martin Luther King, his last speech, he spoke to thousands of people, millions of people on the Potomac River right by the White House. And he said, he was saying, um, I might not get there when you get there, but I'll get there. So here's God telling his people, he says, I'm going away to prepare a place for you, but you have the capacity uh, that when I come back, that you will come and live with me. It says that you may. May means conditional. May, conditional, means if you do what I ask you to do. Do you pray when I tell you to pray? Do you bless when I tell you to bless? When you fast, do you do when I tell you? Do you follow the basic instructions before leaving earth? He says, and if all those criteria are met, that I'm coming back, and I'm coming back for you. So don't 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 get par- don't 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 panic. Don't don't panic. Don't panic. Don't give out. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Um, because he says coming back. He's gonna prepare a place for us. So hold on. And don't. Give up. Okay. Verse 5. John 14. Okay. Um, all right. It says this. As saith unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest and how can we know the way? How can we find the way, God? How can I get where you are? First of all, how can we get there? Giving our lives to Christ. Giving our lives totally to Christ. Not giving our lives to Christ today and and then take our hands out of hands and go do what you want to do. Cuss me today, love me tomorrow. Total commitment to Christ. That's how we know we can get where he is. In the realm of the spirit. Because the body itself, the physical, natural body, our earth suit, I call it. When our earth suit is separated at death, the earth suit 
goes in the ground or some people are cremated. Well, either way, the body, the physical earth suit is now gone. But out of the earth suit, there comes the spirit man. Okay? Um, because you no longer have the love to hate. You're no longer functioning in that area. So you have the spirit left. And that spirit man, it, it determines it to where you will end up. Whether you will end up with God or you will end up in hell. But there will be a day of a reckoning on this earth. There will be a day that whatever decisions we have made will come to pass. Yes, there is a heaven, and yes, there is a hell. So they're asking God, how do we know the way? Your way is by giving your life, your earnest life to God. Your earnest life to live, walk, talk, and breathe God. Live like he wants us to live. Treat people like we want to be treated. That's how we know the way. While I'm in my trouble and when I realize that I cannot panic, he's coming to them now and saying, this is the way. Follow me as I follow Christ. That's how we know the way. Again, 6 says this, that Jesus said unto him, I am the way. So he's letting you know that the only way you can get to the kingdom is through me. And the truth and the life, that no man cometh unto me, the Father, but by me. And if ye had known me, you should have known my Father also. And from henceforth ye know him, and you have seen me. Again, now we're talking about the relationship, the Father and the Son. The Father created in the beginning. Okay, actually they were all in intertwined. They were all one, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. The Bible talks about the triune Godhead, which means the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Well, the Father is the beginning. It's like having a family. It's like having no children, and then you get married, and the Father now has a wife, and the wife now um, creates a son, okay? So there's the Father the Son, and then when Jesus dies and departs, he says before he leaves that I I have to go away. So the Comforter, the one that come down and move and take and make a way for you out of my way, I dispatch my angels, that's how he does it. We are now the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. But none of us can get through him except through Jesus Christ. Amen. Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. So, we cannot walk in a way of um, we're panicking. Panic means I 
don't know what to do, but I don't know what to do. Panic um, breeds mistakes. Panic gets us confused. Panic makes our blood pressure goes up. Panic makes us eight, uh, say things, do things. Um, um, panic um, uh, spews out all the emotions, um, uh, the love, the hate, the I disdain. Uh, panic is a state of being uh, paralyzed almost. So the panic in the spirit realm is that when I don't know what to do, I don't do nothing, but all I know is I don't know what to do. Well, this day, this state, this world, this universe right now, we are walking in a, a kind of chaos, chaos to the point that we don't know what to do. But when you now are calling yourself a king's kid and you're now saying that I preach the gospel, now I know Christ for yourself, we have no reason as believers um, and prospective believers to worry about tomorrow. In fact, the word tells us to take no thought for tomorrow. If he takes care of the sparrow, certainly he can take care of us. If he can take care of the birds and the bees, surely he can take care of us. Uh, uh, because he is God. We can't panic. We can't be paralyzed. When we get panicking, we are become in a state of paralyzation. We are paralyzed by our movements. We don't know what to do, where to go, how to do it, make it, make a way, think, pray. And that's one of the things when we get panicked, we don't pray. When we get panicked, we don't think straight. So we cannot be in a state of being paralyzed by the things of the world. We can't be paralyzed by our thoughts, paralyzed and, um, because we can't make sound decisions, um, because there's no excuse. He said to us right here in this book, John, let not your heart be troubled. So that's going to say to you, everybody on the line, amen, uh, whether they're listening now or later, because there, we have a playback system, um, so you can listen to any message that's coming on our broadcast, um, um, to let not your heart be troubled. Don't be paralyzed by the things of the world. Don't be paralyzed by opposition. Don't be paralyzed because of what you see on TV. Um, um, paralyzed, amen, um, because God is in control. God is the author and the finisher of our faith. God, he is God all by himself, whether it's in the beginning of the Bible or the end of the Bible, whether it's Elohim, the God mother enough, the God of the second chance, the God of our deliverer, the God of our salvation. The Bible says that he is God. And there's no other God unlike unto us, our God. Let not your hearts, again, 
and I speak that in the atmosphere, atmosphere where you are. I speak it to the atmosphere right where you are sitting right now. I speak it in the name of Jesus. I speak it in the atmosphere where you sit, where you lay in your room right now on this broadcast. I speak it because we speak in the atmosphere that let not our hearts collectively be trouble. For if we believe in God, if we trust in God, if we hold out and hold on and breathe and think and study the Word of God, we have no reason to panic. We have no reason to doubt. We have no reason to be uh, indecisive in the Word of God. Because whatever we need is in the Word of God. Let not your heart be troubled. I've already made a way of escape. I've already made answers before the answers were here. Because he's God. He is God. That all the millions of people on the earth today, that God hears you and God knows you by name. There might be, let's say, a whole bunch of um, um, Joyce Millers. But God knows which Joyce Miller, he's ministering to. God intimately knows us. In fact, he tells us um, in Psalms, he says, I know the very numbers on your head. In other words, you might have um, 692 hairs on your head, on your scalp. But God your num knows your number 162 of over maybe 800 hairs on your head. That's how intimately God knows us. Some people say, well, these big numbers aren't important. These things are. The only reason I do that or say things like that, because God let me know that he knows who you are. While I'm talking to a millions of people at one time, I still know who you are. I've not been forsaken by you. I've not gone, been thrown away by you. That no matter how many people there on the earth, that I know you intimately. I know your loves. I know your hates. I know what you do. I know what you don't do. I know what you say. I know what you say. There's no, the Bible says this. There is nothing hidden from God. So my last argument, ladies and gentlemen, that God knows us, makes a way for us, and the last thing he wants us to do is to panic. Don't faint. Don't fall out. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't throw in the towel. 
Don't take those pills. Don't destroy your own self when God's trying to deal with mankind. God loves us. Whether we're in uh, in Jerusalem or whether God is, uh, you live in uh, um, um, Africa or maybe you're living in Puerto Rico, maybe you live in Mexico, maybe you're living in Afghanistan. We don't know who we're reaching right now, but God knows your name. God knows you. He calls it Yeshua, Jesus Christ, the living God. And God doesn't want his people to panic, quit, give up. Because he knows us intimately as well as collectively. Don't panic. Don't panic. Don't panic. Don't panic. Don't give up. Don't give up. Man, right now, don't give up. Woman of God, don't give up. Teenagers, don't give up. Don't give up. God loves you. Father, we thank you for this word tonight. We thank you for hiding us behind the cross. We thank you, God, because we do what we do because we love you. It's not about an offering. That's good. But we do what we do because of you. Because you have allowed this broadcast to exist for more than a year. And we know for all this time, over a year, we have touched hearts and minds. So we speak the Holy Ghost. We speak a tornado, a missile, right to your heart, right now, in the name of Jesus. We speak a missile from my heart to your heart, in the name of Jesus. And in that missile, that heart, from my heart to your heart, let not your heart be troubled. We speak a word of deliverance. We speak a deliverance word that says, I will not give up. I will not panic. I will not just, just to say I'm through. I'm throwing in the towel. No, trust in the Lord. And he says, and do good. We thank you and we praise you. God, we thank you for the anointing. That you set in my spirit, man. I thank you, God, for the Holy Ghost. I thank you, God, that I am anointed and I am appointed by the word of God. I am anointed to do by my Father's will. I am anointed, hallelujah, because you said you shall provide all of my needs. And I know because I'm doing what you called to me. God, you will, you will make a way of escape. You will, you will make everything plain. You will do what you have promised me to do because I'm standing and I'm waiting for the manifestation of your glory. Manifest just your glory in me, God. Manifest me. Like never before. Manifest our children like never before. Manifest our grandchildren like never before. In the name of Jesus. So we thank you now, God, that we shall not panic, but we shall hold on. We shall not give up, but hold on. That we know 
who our God is. And our God is Jesus Christ, the living God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. So I thank you for listening. I'm going to put this now on so that if somebody wants to say anything, I'm going to...